0: You're listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. And today we have a very exciting, special, exclusive interview with Annie from the show.
1: Yes, Annie was nice enough to give us some of her time to answer questions about the show and give us some really great insights. So take a listen. So thanks again for joining us, Annie. We're obviously very, very excited to have you here. Um, How did
2: you find the show? How was your experience? My experience of the show, especially with Runa, was kind of ethereal, I suppose. It was like an out-of-body experience to be involved in the whole process and actually be standing there in this massive studio with a brick pit right in front of you. Um, I think there are some fun memes of me going around just kind of looking stunned. (laughs) So that's how I was pretty much the whole time. Yeah.
0: And how does it feel now to have the big secret out in the world? You had to keep that quiet for a couple of weeks, a couple of months even.
2: I've kept this secret for five months. Oh, wow. Longer. Yeah. It's been a while. It's a um, nice relief to be able to, first of all, get to see it for the first time because after the filming process, we don't know what goes on at all. So getting to getting to watch ourselves back on screen and see all my friends again, oh, my gosh. It was so nice, mm. especially seeing what they can do because when, when you're building, you're focused on what you're doing, not what anybody else is doing. <laughs> we only see the finished products. So did you watch season one, Annie? Were you a big fan of season one? I definitely watched season one because, um, <laughs> you know, my friend Kale was on there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Interesting to to watch the talent come out of season one, and just to obviously because it hadn't been done before, to watch the program and and watch how they created these amazing challenges. And I thought season one was a really great program. Season one was quite inspirational. I think that's why when it came to season two, I was actually willing to give it a shot.
1: Have you worked with Kale at all on Lego builds or anything (laughs) like that? Did you meet through
2: Lego? Like, tell us about that friendship. So I have known Kale for nearly ten years. Through the Melbourne LEGO User Group, mm. which is um, fondly known as Mugs. So I'm, I'm a member of Mugs, and I have been for a really long time. Um, and Mugs is kind of the the lug or the R lug, the recognised LEGO user group that runs Brickvention. So Brickvention is this massive LEGO convention that happens in Melbourne each year, and it's run by volunteers. And I became one of the volunteers that put on this event. And Kale was this amazing model builder that was displaying at Brickvention, and we kind of we developed a friendship. He was always an inspirational builder and and I really admired his work. And it was really interesting to see how he was portrayed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was very interesting because I feel like generally Lego Masters has shown itself to be a very positive and wholesome show. And this was maybe the only example of a time where things were potentially edited to seem dramatic at all with Kale last season?
2: Oh, he's beautifully dramatic. <laughs> I think he's wonderfully confident and um, obviously talented. He just had a little bit too much fun, I think, in that first season. <laughs> 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 but regardless of how anyone is portrayed on television, you know, we're all human. We've all got beautiful qualities and I think everybody has to remember that.
0: And so how did you and Runa first meet? Did you know each other before filming started for this season or was it just for the show that you met
2: yeah so I've known Runa for nearly four years we met at Brickvention because I'm the MC of Brickvention so I am on the microphone telling everybody um you know where the bathrooms are and how to exit the building and (laughs) welcoming them welcoming every session every 20 minutes That's that's the main thing that I like doing at Brickvention whereas Runa was this first of all she arrived as a As a spectator, she came along and and saw some of the beautiful models, and then went right. I can do this. And then the next time I saw her at Brickvention, she was an entrant because model builders come along and they put in their models, and she won for her first. You know, (laughs) the fact that she can build something and win a national level competition is quite awesome. But I knew how talented she was, and I knew how we both had brain connections because. She had her brain tumour, which was a really traumatic and, and life-changing experience for her. But I also had a brain infection mm. when I was a teenager, so we had these really similar health journeys. Oh. And I was like, well, this is, a, this is such a lovely thing to bond over. We're both still alive, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and we, we liked Lego, so we got, to, we got to talking about how we were living and how we were both creative and creative kind Of our friendship
1: went from there. Wow, that is amazing. Um, I will admit we didn't think you knew each other going into the show, so I'm <laughs> actually really happy to hear that you had this beautiful friendship. How could we
2: not know? Really, how did you,
1: <laughs> what made you think we didn't know each other? I think it was more so the editing, it was very much like the psychic and the scientist, these polar opposites. So we were like, Oh, maybe oh. they were like paired up for the show, but then you seemed to get along so well, so we were like,
2: What? How do, do they know each other? Do they not? <laughs> Maybe that was just me in the early stages being a psychic and going, right, let me pair up with someone really awesome. <laughs> you poached her early. <laughs> and I found the perfect person who is literally a polar opposite to me. You know, she is this spectacular actual professional scientist who has a PhD. She is a doctor <laughs> in, in medical research. She actually, she completed her PhD while we were filming. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. So we were stressing about building a mermaid and she was submitting a thesis. Like, <laughs> it was. What an icon. Yeah, she is inspirational. But I like the fact that we're polar opposites and yet have such an amazing similarity in our existences.
0: Throughout every podcast, both of us were saying that your team was absolutely one of our favourites and we were heartbroken to see Tuesday night's episode with the elimination. Uh, we do think it was a little bit unfair. Um, but I was curious, out of the bills you did get to do, uh, what was your favourite?
2: My favourite was definitely the Turtle Island. Mm. Oh, How good was that? Eos, she was beautiful. <laughs> I think when the challenge was announced as to build a whole new world, both Runa and I instantly went off to some mystical, mythical universe of a literal whole new world rather than a type of world and Mm. so I think we probably took the challenge a little bit more seriously than everybody else (laughs) (laughs) because we went nuts we're like right let's let's disappear away from this evil volcano that's going to destroy everybody swim away and we had these fabulous kind of witches that were talking to this turtle and unearthing her from an island into a creature that was swimming away it was just so much on. Creating that story is probably the highlight of the whole thing. And there were so many details that you didn't get to see. Like inside Eos, um, Runa had built an amazing mural out of trans pieces of the volcano. Oh. So when you looked into the hole, it was lit up and there was this spectacular trans volcano that you could see. Wow. There was a fire inside burning with all of these people that had come off the island and they needed to be taught the new ways of the new world. And then they went through into into the cave where all of the food was stored in the shelves and then, you know, it was just such a cool story.
0: The way you redesigned the island into a turtle was amazing. Like as far as we could tell, none of the other teams really did anything like that at all. That was definitely a standout.
2: All the, yeah, a lot of the other teams built on, t- on top and created islands and we were like, let's gut this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we ripped up all the bricks and, and I got a message a little bit after that from one of the builders who built the islands for the brick man. And he said to me, thanks so much for creating so much work for him because he had to put it all back together. (laughs) He he had spent hours putting them together to begin with. We we went and ruined it. I wish there were were more shots of inside because there were some really cool stories inside that turtle. That sounds incredible.
1: We have um, kind of spoken in previous episodes about how some of the builds we feel like we don't see enough of it. So that's really interesting that there was so much there that we really didn't see. I wish we got to keep it. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Do you, are they taken apart or
2: are they stored somewhere? Yeah. Oh no.
0: That's so sad.
2: That's okay. They need the bits. It's recycling. Lego is not meant to stay solid forever. It's meant to inspire creativity and you've got to build it break it down and build it again.
1: That's very true. We um we did know that they upped or pretty much doubled the amount of bricks in the brick pit this season. So they're at about 3 million bricks. Mm-hmm. I have to ask, is it overwhelming when you go in there? And, like, And How do you find everything so
2: quickly? <laughs> um, you saw me being stunned, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> is it like that every time? <laughs> pretty much every time. I think by the second challenge, we had an idea of where things were, but we were we were still frazzled most of the time, going right. What do I need? And occasionally, you'd go in and just get the wrong things because <laughs> you'd find you'd find a part and go, "Oh, this I could use this for something else." Mm. Even even actually thinking about going back in that brick brick pit is creating heart heart palpitations. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite stressful. <laughs>
0: Did you have any assistance with finding where things were in the brick pit? Like, did they give you a, a guide at the beginning or did, was there someone standing there helping? Because it, it seems like you could lose so many hours of a build just like wandering around, browsing the shelves, trying to figure out where what you wanted was located.
2: So we got a really, really brief introduction. And then it was kind of like main bricks are over here, little bits are over there, mini figs are here. And this is the wall of all the accessories and go. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, but I think when you're building, on a large scale or when you've got an idea in mind, you know the types of pieces that you need. Mm. So when you know that all of the large pieces are in this corner of the room, then you can go to that corner and roughly gauge based on colour where you need to be. Right. So, yeah, I think when you have access to the quantity of bricks, it's not as intimidating as when you've got your lovely bag of Lego bits on the floor where everything is mixed together (laughs) because that takes hours and hours and hours to just sit through a pile of Lego when everything's sorted, it's much easier.
0: So it sounds like what you're saying is we should all own a lot more Lego than we <laughs> yes. do, not less.
2: We should all own hundreds of kilos of Lego in giant drawers in our living rooms.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask about the fairy tale build.
2: Like we said, very heartbreaking. I'm still recovering. <laughs> in the classic fairy tale, The Little Mermaid, there is this beautiful mermaid who wants to be eternal because. Her siblings and her family tell her that mermaids only live for 300 plus years and then they return to seafoam. But if you're a human, you can die and go to heaven. So she wants to be a human so she can go to heaven because heaven means you get to live forever. She wants to live forever. So she sells her soul so she can become a human so she can live forever and, and part of the process is being involved with this prince. But he ultimately falls in love with somebody else. She doesn't get married. She doesn't meet the requirement of her curse. And when she returns to Seafoam, as per her agreement, the spirits who have been watching her agree that she was so selfless in not killing the wife of the prince that she was in love with that she deserves to be eternal anyway, and she ascends to become a spirit. Oh, wow. Right. That's the actual fairy tale. (laughs) Yeah,
0: very different.
2: (laughs) That explains my question
1: around why she had green hair instead of red (laughs) like we would normally see her.
2: Yeah, in the real fairy tale, like she is aiming for an eternal life, which is represented in the star. So there were lots of elements that we had that were very clear in the original fairy tale, but not many of the audience members understood the original fairy tale. Yeah, right. We kind of overthought the process a little bit too much and perhaps Brickman didn't really know the original fairy tale. (laughs) (laughs) That is a slight problem. (laughs) But if we could do it again, I think we would have chosen The Princess and the Pea. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Because that would have been really cool.
0: There's something about The Princess and the Pea that I, I do find very funny because I, I feel like it's a scathing indictment of royal families, but it's pretending to be celebrating royal families. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so are you given the theme of what the what the build's going to be and then you actually get some time to research?
2: Nope. <laughs> You get your challenge, you get to breathe for 10 seconds and then it's go time. Wow. It is genuinely reality TV. Mm. So when they say, right, go, there's no pausing. You really have to start. Wow.
0: We were also curious. It's hard to tell what sort of friendships develop on the show because everyone's so focused on building. But were there any teams that you and Runa particularly became close with?
2: So one thing that I did when we all first met was I called a team dinner, and I made everybody get together and go down to the local Chinese restaurant and eat dinner. And I think because we did that, we all became the same friends. <laughs> I think you'll you'll notice that when Ruia and I get eliminated, all of a sudden there's a massive group hug. Yeah, because after Brickman had delivered his news, I very loudly exclaimed, "Right, can I have a hug now?" And just everybody swarmed oh. on me. <laughs> And it was great because that's how close we became. Even in those three episodes, you'll notice that they help each other. When Summer and Iona's build collapsed in the first episode Mm. and other people came in and actually helped them, it's a competition. You don't help your competitors. Yeah. (laughs)
1: That's so lovely. But
2: you do in Lego Masters because Lego is about family and fun and joy and these people became our family. That's so nice. We
1: have said so many times, this has to be the most wholesome show on TV. <laughs> it's so nice. Everyone seems like best friends. How do we get into this? And I'm glad it's true.
2: <laughs> it's entirely true. And even now, like we have a group chat with all 16 of us and we talk. Oh, that's amazing. We talk every day. <laughs> and when someone's stressed about something, all of us jump in there. And I think tomorrow night we have group drinks. On Zoom. So, oh, that's so
1: wonderful.
2: <laughs> are you going to like build
1: something over Zoom? Like, are you going to have an activity that you do? We have a crossword club.
2: <laughs>
1: <gasps> that is so fun.
2: Yep. It turns out we're actually all pretty good at crosswords as well as building logos. So, occasionally we get together on a Friday night and do crosswords. At any point
1: during your time, did you like read your own leaves or Runa's leaves or like predict what was going to happen
2: or have an idea at least? Yeah, I did. Such a bummer. (laughs) (laughs) So just before we started the third challenge, some of the girls got together and we had a mini tea party. And during our tea party, I had a peek in the girls' cups and I saw that Jen and Jodie were safe and Summer and Iona was safe, and I went, "Oh crap! (laughs) (laughs) Oh no!" And my cup said, "You know, it's a bit risky." Like I'm going to ignore my teacup because the teacup (laughs) is not destiny, right? It is about potential, and when it comes to something that you don't like, obviously, it's a teacup. You don't base your life on it. That's ridiculous. So it was kind of interesting to be slightly prepared because I think you'll you'll notice that (laughs) when we when we are eliminated, I'm like. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. It's all good.
0: <laughs> you did deal with it so well. I think you dealt with it better than Zoe and I did watching yeah. it. I, I, I oh. know at least I was, uh, I was beside myself.
2: Oh. I genuinely wish we could have stayed to build some of the challenges. So
1: obviously they've brought back Geordie for this season. Mm-hmm.
2: Would you consider going
1: back for some sort of advantage for season three? Of course. Wouldn't
2: that be awesome? Well,
0: yeah. So Geordie's special skill is obviously he's going to be a runner for one of the teams. What do you think yours could be?
2: Ooh, maybe I could just predict all the challenges for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell people I when think, to use their advantages. Perhaps. But I think one of the things I would really love to do is help Brickman be a judge. Yeah. There's no female judge. And, you know, I've been part of Brickvention for nearly 10 years. I've seen a fair few Lego models.
1: I would love to see a second judge because obviously Brickman is so knowledgeable and he's so impressive but there, there are obviously times when we disagree with him and I would love to have another judge that where they can I don't know have a bit of
2: banter or discuss it yep and get insanely emotional over it because that would be me yeah <laughs> <laughs> I would be having serious breakdowns about technicalities and nifty part usages and you know, the aesthetics because some of those models are amazing. But some of them, even though they tried so hard, they still need more recommendations or (laughs) they need more praise. I could do that.
0: And so I know it's a big call, but who do you feel or who is your pick if you had to make a prediction at who the winner is going to be?
2: This is very hard because in the depths of my heart, I wish for some female representation up in that finale, but I feel like Damien and Andrew and Jackson and Alex, to be honest when it comes to their building skills but even Jodie and Jen those girls didn't know each other when they went on became a team oh they 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 work so well together they're they're perfect and creatively I think they're quite talented okay I'll have to keep an eye on them I do have a soft spot for Jackson and Alex (laughs) I think think they're very creative and very handsome so lovely (laughs) (laughs) We're lovely to see them as ambassadors for the Lego Masters, brand. Thank you so much for chatting with us, Annie. No worries. Thanks very much for the chat. I hope I've been helpful.
0: You're listening to Lego Masters
1: Deconstructed.
0: Isn't she just the nicest person you've ever talked to?
1: The nicest person. Maybe on the planet.
0: (laughs) It's wild. She's just so kind, like even on the show and then to us in this podcast, so kind and so lovely.
1: She definitely is the mum of, like, all the teams.
0: (laughs) And isn't it wild that she was telling us that Runa actually was finishing her PhD while the show was filming? That's unbelievable.
1: Crazy. Absolutely insane. I mean, those two impressed me as it was, and then she told me that, and I'm just blown away. They're amazing. Thanks so
0: much for listening to LEGO Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only LEGO Masters podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you use.
1: And also hit us up on Instagram if you have any thoughts or questions or if you disagree with us or anything. My Instagram is at Zoe Peck underscore. Parente, what's yours?
0: Mine's Parente Swag King.
1: Hard to forget that one. Thanks for <laughs> listening, guys.
0: See you later.